Welcome, everyone, to the After Hours Adventurers podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Eugene Yan, joined by my players. Thank you guys so much for coming back after last week's fiasco to the realm of Zenith. It is five o'clock somewhere, and that somewhere is now here. I am joined with Michelle Ahn. Hi, y'all. Kylie Gibson. Hey, guys. How you doing? And Eric McGill. Hello! We are joining our adventurers once more in the realm of Zenith, but before we get started with our newly leveled up adventures, that's right, I decided to be nice for once instead of, as Kylie would say, a sadist. Woohoo! Yeah! Um, also, my, my partner did convince me when she heard about the encounters that I was putting them up against. She was like, you know, maybe you should, maybe you should give them a level. Throw, throw them a bone, so to speak, and I... I I begrudgingly decided to level them up, so our party is now level 3 instead of level 2. For that, we are very grateful. Incredibly grateful. So grateful! (laughs) (laughs) But before we get started, let's have a very, very quick recap. Very, very fast. I'm sure our players want to hop in and use all their new abilities as soon as possible. For our recap, last week, our players interrogated a hobgoblin before deciding to unceremoniously kill him. Again, and they call me the sadist, by the way. Husbands were called hobgoblins. Dynamite was exploded. Players were knocked unconscious. It was a whole raucous time. Eventually, however, they were able to pull through and survive the encounter with Terra, particularly uh, getting some revenge on her party members by setting them up in a rather precarious sleeping arrangement before everybody awoke after a long rest. However, our surface dwellers unfortunately suffered a little bit of exhaustion from sleeping down in the sewers, so they both currently have one level of exhaustion. They managed to make it to the surface before they had a very strange hallucination, very terrifying hallucination of the town armory having been exploded. However, after wiping the sunlight from their eyes, they noticed that everything was fine, and they were actually informed that there was a minor earthquake unrelated the night before by a a town guard that was trying to be helpful before being shit-talked for no reason. And our party decided to start heading towards Town Hall to redeem their bounty. But before we play, as I mentioned earlier, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, and it's kind of incorrect, but uh, it's not a Sunday brunch after all. But we are doing mimosas today, and I'm going to try my best not to shoot my eye out or anyone else's. Everyone is already... Michelle just backed away a little bit. Everybody take cover. Oh, Oh! I was prepared for it and I was still scared. Is it gonna bubble? Is it gonna bubble? It's not gonna bubble. I didn't shake it. It's it's not gonna bubble. I did hurt my hand. <laughs> it shot my hand. Cheers, everyone. After Woo! Hours Adventures podcast. Cheers. Cheers to you at home as well for listening to us before we begin. You guys are you guys have recently left the town hall. Tucker is leaving a trail of uh sewer matter on the ground as you walk. Again, there's a noise as you walk. Tucker's now a snail. I... <laughs> I don't... Leaving a good old snail trail. Uh, yeah. Snail Sorry, trail. you said we left Town Hall? You guys are heading towards Town Hall. Oh, okay. Heading towards Town yeah. Hall. With a noise following you. Um, I imagine that Davina and Tara probably leading with Tucker curved back, kind of slouching, just trudging along. 
at the very least, you guys are about to go and reward, uh, claim a rather large reward. So, you do notice as you guys walk down the streets that people, for the most part, ignore you. A few curious looks are thrown your way. You guys are a group of rather strange creatures to be walking together. And also, there is a massive reptilian that smells terrible behind you guys. You guys pass by uh, a number of streets. It, it's not too far. The town hall is still in the northern section of the city. However, it's it wasn't that close to the town armory. After a while of walking, however, you guys eventually see it come into view. You guys see that the town hall looms above the surrounding buildings, being multiple stories and having solid brick walls. Its doors are being held open with silk ropes tied around the doorknobs, pulling them to stone pillars in front of the entrance. You see that there is definitely a number of people coming in and out of the town hall currently, from possible nobility, people wearing kind of nice like trench coats and such, to people that are definitely of the working class, that are just kind of doing their daily business. You see possible serfs. Um, do you guys enter? Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You guys start walking in with the clips and clops of muck still kind of falling off of Tucker. It's almost all gone now. It's mostly dried. It was a fair amount of walking. Um, but as you guys enter, you see the main entrance room. The main room is a large open chamber with marble floors and white stone walls. The ceiling is dome-like, creating an echo effect throughout the room. In the middle of the room is a large, tall counter behind which a small female gnome sits, writing away with her quill. A line is formed in front of the receptionist with draped velvet ropes, and to the left and right of the line are two large wooden boards. The left is filled with tiny notes and requests, whereas the right is empty. To the east, north, and west of the entrance room are three separate hallways that seem to go to other parts of the town hall. Four guards stand at each entrance, as well as at the entrance to the town hall. As you guys walk past, as a matter of fact, you definitely feel like upward noses at the fact that you guys just came from the sewer. Um, you see one of the, possibly, maybe, I mean, you guys don't really look at them if you want to, you can, but someone does kind of whisper like, Oh god, what is that beak? Tucker's totally gonna glare at that person. <laughs> you turn and glare, you see it, uh, it was a, possibly like a younger town guard, you see it's from behind the the, uh, the 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 helmet, it looks like a human boy, or not a boy, but like a younger human male that kind of immediately like straightens up as one of the others kind of elbows him with a with with their their metal armor, making a loud clang that just echoes through the hall. Um, you can almost see the blush from the the younger town guard's face from behind the the helmet. In this room as well, there are two massive statues placed diagonally from the reception booth paying homage to past nobility of the city, and on the walls hang three paintings of the first royal family when the convergence occurred. What would you guys like to do? I'm going to go to the line towards the female gnome and just like ask the person in front of me, Hey, what's this line for? You see that it is a older female woman, um, and she kind of doesn't seem to notice you at first, she's kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ah, um, this is, uh, I mean, that's, that's the receptionist. She just, you can kind of, I'm, I'm here, um, to, to submit a complaint about something. Are you also here to submit a complaint? I'm here to get some treasure. Oh, well, there's the treasury. I think it's one of those rooms, but get treasure. What do you, if, if, you should probably just ask her. She'll probably know. Okay. 
Thanks. And I'm just gonna like skip back to my uh, my party mates. She kind of examines you as you leave, but just kind of shrugs and continues standing in line. I'm gonna ask Davina, what were you doing? I just want to know what the line was for. But I don't think we're supposed to be here. She told me that there's this lady at the treasury that we could get our get our rewards from. As someone who's already worked with the bounty hunter's office, do I know what the line she just went to was actually for? Bounty yeah, hunters. this is this is where you this is where you uh, where you. That turn was it the down. correct line. Yes, for the this is the correct line. Okay. It's just, they handle a number of things. Davina, that's the line we need to go in. Oh, okay. So I'm going to just start walking to the end of the line and hoping that they follow behind me and just wait our turn. I'm going to skip back to the wall and be like, hiya, I'm back. Ah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out this is the line that I'm supposed to be in. Oh, you're still talking to me. Yeah. Okay. What's your name? I'm going to walk away. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. So you're not getting in line either? You're just leaving the scene? <laughs> she turns to you and goes, It's it's Phoebe. Are you are you lost? No, I mean I'm found now. This is where I'm supposed to be. Oh. What are you gonna complain about? Oh, um one of the nobles, um, their their horses got over their fence and started eating some of my crops. It's nothing serious, and I don't want to cause any issues about it necessarily. I just wanted to raise attention with it. I thought if I... Is your mother or father around by chance? She kind of starts looking around, like, very much like the thing of, where is the parent of this lost child? And then she, she her eyes kind of fall on you, Tucker. Are you her guardian of sorts? She's with me. She kind of just starts looking back and forth between the two of you and just, ah. Nice to meet you. Bye. That's too, that's too bad about your crops, girl. Uh, my family, you see, runs a bakery, and sometimes we have some gnomes that like to steal some bread from our shop, so I, like, completely understand. Oh, okay. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. And I'm just gonna now sit there and smile, staring at her. <laughs> sit sit where? On I'm the not, I guess not sit there, but I'll just, like, stand there in line, just, like, smiling at her, no longer having any dialogue whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, you're so creepy, as, as As the line shortens, she does kind of, like, at one point kind of turn over her shoulder because, like, somebody makes a noise when entering, and she, like, just notices you staring at her, just immediately just fully frozen, just snaps forward, just like, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. Tucker is seeing everything that's going on and just rolling his eyes at it. Tara has left the town hall. Where is Tara? <laughs> where where does Tara go, as a matter of fact? Are you not going to stay around for your coin? They might not give it to you. Yeah, I'm thinking we can just split it 50-50 yeah. if she bounced. <laughs> I'll be back, but I want to see what's next to Town Hall. I mean, there's like a cobbler, leather worker as well. There's like a leather working store. Um, if you would like to examine them more, you can. There isn't really that much stuff. I mean, <laughs> there is a building labeled Tax Help. You can probably guess what that is. Uh, there's like a few other buildings as well. There's like a small kind of food store, general store as well, down the road a little bit. I would like to go to the leather workshop. Okay. Um, you enter the leather working shop and you see that it is a store that is kind of... Um, there's a weird odor that hits your hits your nose as soon as you enter. Of It's not necessarily like bad. It's just 
hides having been cooked essentially to make leather Uh um you see someone uh it's a half elf man he can't really tell his age that well he looks not like young but not old at the same time kind of one of those ageless faces um he's kind of currently hanging up a a skin right now to kind of let it dry out as you enter he turns ah yes how may i help you do i smell yes you do i smell Yes, you do. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I? Uh, are you picking something up? Uh, I want a breastplate. A breastplate for the young woman. Um, sure. Uh, breastplates. Breastplates. You would like to purchase a breastplate? Yes. Custom made for my size. That might be difficult. I must be honest. Um, you are. His eyes kind of go up and down and up and down. You are petite, slightly. This, But uh, it shouldn't be too much of a difficulty. When do you need it by? End of day. End of day. For a... Okay, well, I can certainly check the books and see if I have enough time, but to be honest, it probably wouldn't be ready until tomorrow morning. I can pay double for it to be done end of day. For a breastplate. For a breastplate. Do you know the price of a breastplate, young lady? What is the price of a breastplate? For a rush job of a custom-fit breastplate by tomorrow morning, not tonight, by tomorrow morning, it would run you the cost about 950 gold. <laughs> and that is with the 700 for a breastplate, with a $50 fee of custom-fitting, and then another 200 for a rush fee. In conversion rates, you have about one gold. I have one gold. About. I'm going to turn around and walk out without saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn around and leave and not say a damn thing. You are poor, by the way. Just, just so we're clear, you are very poor. Too. I don't know how much anything costs. So no, Tara would either. Yeah. With confidence, hoping that I can do stuff, and then them going, you can't, and me going, Fuck. And just turning around. <laughs> you said how much gold again? 950. That's like half a gold, I think. Well, no, because she's got four silver. But it's a conversion of ten, right? Yeah. Oh, no, you're right, because this is... Mm. I'm going to turn back around after almost getting to the door and uh-huh. asking him, how many copper is in a silver? You see he kind of purses his lips real quick. Ten. Turn around and leave. Okay. You are back in the main street now, and I imagine you guys are probably still in line, to be honest. It's a busy day. Tara, is there anything else you would like to do? I'd like to go to the general store. The general store? Yes. You walk into the general store, it is absolutely massive. There are walls upon walls of items. You see another humanoid, or another human, rather, kind of looking at you. Yes, can I help you? What can I get for... I'm going to look into my pocket and see the amount of change and try to recall what the guy said in the leather shop. <clears throat> eight silver. Eight silver. What can I get for eight silver? Ah, eight silver. Eight silver. Eight silver. Um, I mean, a decent amount of different things. It kind of really depends on what you're looking for. I need protection. Protection. Yes. Have you considered going to an armorer? With eight silver? I see your point. You can get rations with eight silver. You can get 
a torch, perhaps, uh, a few other things. Nothing in the line of protection. What kind of protection exactly are we speaking about? Any kind of weaponry? Or or shield I, material? A, sh- a sling. A sling. Hmm. A dart. A guitar. Those are a little bit more expensive. A lute. Also quite expensive. And also not in a music shop right now. A call. I don't know what that is. I find it so amusing that you're trying so hard to buy stuff when you're about to get 33 gold. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what can I get with my 12 silver? I can feel in my bones that something is not going well. I can feel it. We are not going to walk out of there with our bounty. Something, something, I didn't want to go to the authorities because I thought it was a good idea, but also because I too feel something of a boot. I too feel something. I think something's going to happen. I need protection before they go for that bounty. Well, now you're giving him ideas. Maybe I just always knew. You know, I, I think we're going to go to the town hall or... And we're going to get our bounty, and we're going to get everything that we were deserved. Yeah, that I mean, would it's be... a bounty, no, no, let's and just the government... manifest that really quickly. <laughs> that would be the truly... government did put out that bounty, and we have fulfilled it, so... That'd be a truly interesting world, right, where when you did something for a reward, you actually got the reward. Well, this is how Tucker Trust makes me. a living, is doing bounties. Yeah. I... Do you have a wooden shield? For children. For children. For chill. You are asking for a toy? Yes, yes. A toy shield for a child. A, a toy shield, you said? Yes. I, I think we have a few pieces of wood nailed together. Let me see. He has to dig for a, a bit, but he eventually kind of, in a crate, he finds like a little... It, it really is just like a pe- few pieces of fencing that have been nailed together. Are you getting a present for a friend? Actually, do you have any other kids' toy-like weaponry? We don't really give out weapons to kids. What kind of kids you raise in here? The normal kind? Alright, you know what I'm looking for. Oh, is that a character? Yeah. There's nothing you can buy for 8 silver that'll actually give you what you want. What about musically? Musical instruments are kind of expensive. A triangle. <laughs> it's made of full oh, that's metal. Made of metal. What about a really small drum? Would also be expensive. What about like wood blocks? <laughs> wood blocks I mean, would be can, cheap. You can jump oh, drum on anything. What about castanets? They're made of metal, correct? No. What is what it? Is They're wood. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just, just did like a... Kylie <laughs> is like swinging her arms around, making motions as she sings. It's, it's like holding two clams in your hands yeah. and slapping them together to make sounds. It's typically done with florico dancing and flamingo and all that. Oh. It's a Hispanic thing with the thing in Jakarta. I will say this: he does not seem to know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm asking you if I could get castanets. Okay. You could easily probably ask like a lumber worker for just wood, and then just I don't. I I might need to search up a picture of this because I really don't know what goes into this. But if it's just made of wood and you're just clamping your hands together, 
probably get those from like a lumberyard. Okay, I'm gonna ask the general store guy if he can make me some. Sir, I would like uh, you to make me something out of wood. Can you do that? I have very little experience with crafting from wood, if that's what you're asking for. Where could I find a woodworker? I mean, there's a few to the east of town. If you'd like to look in that direction, there's a fair number of woodworkers out there. God, sons, my God. Ugh. Okay. I'm starting to give up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for a fucking rubber band. Okay, a rubber. Rubber's not foiled at every turn. Machine <laughs> just calmly takes a sip of his mimosa. <laughs> Is there any way for me to get any? Either protection from weaponry and attacks, or some sort of defensive or offensive gear. There's with no... eight silver, absolutely not. How Maybe about like with twelve point nine silver? Uh, also, no. <sighs> Is there anything I can get for twelve point nine silver? Yeah, but not weaponry or like musical instrument. You are looking at the most expensive items outside of magical items. You could probably get some rope. Where can I find a bath? Bath. A bath. I believe there's a bathhouse a little bit south of here. It's not too far. I'm going to turn around and leave. (laughs) Tara's leaving to take a bath. How long has she been gone at this point? You guys are like two people away from being in line, or from talking to the gnome. I'm going to go back to town hall. Uh, You see that they are very close to the front. And then I'm going to join them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys see Tara joins you just... (laughs) Okay. Looking, looking. I imagine frustrated, frustrated. I have learned things about this world, all of which are disappointing. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna keep waiting in line. Hey, would you go, girl? I'm not gonna answer her. Davina, you are <laughs> greeted with silence. <laughs> I'm just gonna have like a, like a silent moment, just like shrug. Eh, okay. You guys see the lady in front of you finally gets to go up, and kind of writes, uh, talks to the gnome woman about her case. You see the gnome woman gives her a piece of parchment as well as a quill, and she kind of goes off to the side and sits down and begins to write probably her complaint. Can I pickpocket the woman when she's done with her transaction? (laughs) In the middle of town hall. Tucker, Tucker, can you pickpocket this woman? With four guards watching. (laughs) With 16 guards in this room, as well as a receptionist and dozens of other witnesses. Tara, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) No, you may try. No, I was just uh, thinking out loud. Let's let's just let her her be. Let her pass. We've already been suspicious enough before. So, So is her transaction over? Yeah, she's off on the side. Okay, before either of them have a chance to speak and mess this up, Tucker is going to say, I'm here to claim the bounty. So you walk up and say this, um, and you see, all of you see now uh, a lot closer. It is a female gnome. She's greeting everybody with a cheerful smile. She looks extremely young, if not for the fact that she has almost unnoticeable face wrinkles, and her quill continues to move quickly back and forth, constantly, even as she speaks and listens to people. She has frizzy grayish hair and is wearing a female tunic and has bright white irises as she looks down at you. Hello! Welcome to Town Hall! Uh, what did you just say? How, how may I help you? Hi. I'm here to claim the bounty of Mogren, the escaped demon toad. Oh! Thank you so much for protecting the town! Uh, do you have the papers with you? Davina, the bounty, can you please grab it? Yep, right here. 
So you fish it out and you hand it to her. You kind of have to like she is on like a like a higher like little stool, or not a stool, but like behind like a desk. So you kind of hand it up to her. She takes it, kind of pops on some glasses. All right, everything looks like it's in order. As promised in the bounty, you'll be given a gold reward in the favor of a noble. This specific noble is Gorik Melshadow of Melshadow and Co. So after telling you guys the name of the noble, this female gnome kind of. <clears throat> clears her throat a little bit. So, do you have the appropriate proof of having killed Mogrin? Or captured? Tara? I'm gonna step in front of him and throw the backpack on the counter while keeping oh locked eyes with the gnome. Oh my! Then I'm gonna open the backpack and show her what I have inside. Um, she looks startled by the hobgoblin head that you just show her, um, you hear a few, like, <clears throat> gasps behind you, and some of the guards just kind of, like, almost lean from their positions to get a better look. Ah! <clears throat> well, I don't believe that's... Oh, Mogren's behind the hobgoblin head. Mm-hmm. She kind of, with her hand, gingerly fishes around the hobgoblin head and just kind of plucks the... Uh, plucks Mogren's dead body out with her fingers just kind of examines uh, the dead body, like kind of pokes it a few times. You, she doesn't seem like she's casting magic or anything like that, but she's just kind of poking it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, all seems to be in order. The head. You might want to bring that to the noble. You probably want to know why there was a... Was this... What... What? Why was... Why do you have a hobgoblin head? I am going to zip up the backpack, put it back on my back, and step back with Tucker. We encountered the hobgoblin while we were completing the bounty. I see. That is very bizarre. Um, again, I would bring that up with the Lord Melshadow. He will likely report it to other royalty as well. Thank you for your time. Of course. And do you uh, already know about the Melshadow Manor, perhaps? He had specifically put down as a note that he wanted to see those that completed the bounty. Likely to thank you, of course, for your great work. So, yeah, I know where it is. Oh, wonderful. So you'd be able to guide your friends there, then? Yes. Great. All right, then. Um, just as a reminder, his manor is located on the northeast corner of town. He had mentioned... Let me make sure I, I've covered everything. So he wanted to meet you after you were done. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so, so sorry. I almost forgot your gold reward. I'll reach out my hand for it. She kind of holds up a finger, kind of leans behind uh, and kind of lowers her hand a little bit to like fish around something i am going to get as close as i can to the desk and hold my hand up Davina, <laughs> <laughs> you see your two party members just holding their hands out like they're i'll follow suit and just like with a big stupid grin on my face just like look back at them and the lady and just like hold my hand out too and tucker is going to look at both of them and sigh <laughs> Uh, she finishes fishing for something and kind of like pulls a little bag and you you guys hear the jingles and jangles of the coins as she kind of like sits upright again and sees all three of you after having turned you all have your hands on. She's like, oh, that's so sweet of you all to act like that. You must be the best of friends. Thanks, please. She kind of holds up a finger and goes and then reads the, the, the fine print again. I believe it was a hundred gold... I don't believe that can be split into thirds. We'll deal with that afterwards. Thank you. 
And she kind of slowly scooches one gold bag out. She doesn't give it to any of you in particular. She just scooches it out in general to your group. And because I'm the tallest, I'm going to grab it. And the first thing I'm going to do is look inside to check that there's actually 100 gold. Uh, it takes about like a minute or so, but yeah, there's 100. I can't see anything that's happened because I can't see what's happening on the desk. And my well, no, dumbass I'm is still holding my hand out waiting for her. Well, no, I, I grabbed it and then started like at my height, looking through it to, because I'm not going to look through it on the desk, right? Oh, okay. So you see me, like, open the bag, checking how much gold there is. There's a hundo. Alright, then I'll say, cool, let's go outside and split this. You guys do see as you guys are leaving, some of the other patrons in line are kind of just like eyeing you guys as you guys leave. You guys were just given, like, a hefty amount of coin we in public. Sp- we, should, we should split it in town hall. I don't want to leave town hall with this money. I want to split it while there's a bunch of guards around and everyone just watched us get it. Is there a table nearby? There's like some... like An empty one, like off to the side? There's some benches. Okay, I'm gonna walk over to a bench with the gold bag and start like making three piles. Okay. You start making three piles, you are able to separate, separate out 33, 33, and 33 with one left over. Oh, that one's mine. We established this last time. Did we? We did, because I did the most damage. And then you guys are like, okay, she could have the last remaining coin. I contest! Did Tucker agree to this? <laughs> no, no. did. You can I, see it in the podcast. I totally remember... <clears throat> sorry, I'm doing that in character. I totally remember doing that. However, I now contest <laughs> with this decision. I did I don't a know. lot of heavy lifting. I was the one who killed Mogren. I was oh. the one that did the most damage. How do you know? Because <laughs> it's evident. The- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so what happened after you guys were done doing all your fantastic things? You let the hobgoblin escape. I let the hobgoblin escape! <laughs> <laughs> Kylie has thrown a pencil at Eric. <laughs> Eric is speaking in third person. <laughs> I I have been the best DM in the world, and I'm just sipping my mimosa and watching this unfold. <laughs> this is great. Continue. Fight amongst yourselves. Fine. Fine. Give Davina the extra coin. Okay. What? 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 <laughs> Hold on. We'll be doing future bounties... We don't have to start fighting here, guys. This does, is going to be a long lasting Does Davina friendship. actually I just realized, does Davina have Not money much. that's below gold? Uh yeah. How much money does Davina have? None. Five? Oh, well, Or I mean, yeah, like very, very small yeah, amount. Really small. <laughs> you have five, five silver, which is half a gold, and then ninety copper, which is most of one gold. Or no, one most silver. of one silver. Actually, no, that's most of 90 nine copper. Sil- 90 copper. So that's most of one gold as well. Wait, what? No, that's most of one. S- 90 copper. copper. Oh, no, you're right, because 100 copper would be one gold. Yep. So you actually have like one and a half gold okay. right there. How much does Tucker have? So theoretically, what you could do is take the gold and then give change to us. Or thirds of that gold. Oh. Could you do that? To split it three ways? Yeah, because you have you have 90 copper, right? Please pass yes. me the orange juice. But I contest. 
I feel like I deserve that gold. You don't deserve that extra gold. We said we would split evenly. And but I can hear that guys, jingle in your purse, little girl. But then you, you have change. Says you with 30 gold already in your pocket, sir. Found fair and square. It's mine. And I fought fair and square, too. Without me, you guys never would have defeated that guy. Nor would you have found him in the first place because I was the one that had spoke to the rat. Sleight of hand. Go on. That led to us getting to him. You ask for an unequal share. You guys agreed to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Kylie, it's podcast. They don't know. Um, throwback to episode zero. So as... No, no. No, no, no. As, um, as... As Tucker and Davina are arguing over this, both of you see out of the corner of your eye a little dwarf hand just slowly reach out and close around that extra gold. I'm gonna be like, hey! And I'm gonna like smack the hand. I'm gonna take my 33 gold and run away! (laughs) Do you actually just run? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to stop her from doing that because she's leaving the extra one. And I'm going to say, fine, Davina. We split it equally. You take the gold and give me five silver. Three silver. I will cut you. I'd like to see you try, sir. <laughs> I, I mean, if she's going to be this combative, I'm just going to grab the gold myself. Uh, make a opposed athletics check as both of you start to grapple over this skull. <laughs> God damn it, Davina. I'm asking for fucking equal, you selfish. <laughs> well, we did agree on it. Can I try? 20. <laughs> 10, but what's the... Athletics? Uh... 19. Wait, you guys are both still exhausted. You guys both have disadvantage. Oh, oh no. I had a 10. 19, 18. You hacks. 12. So I'm still at 10. She's at 19. My athletics is minus one. (laughs) Uh, Davina, you see Tucker. He is faster than you. He manages to grab the coin first, but you fucking grab that hand that has it and you pry it open and take out the coin from its hand. And then I just pocket it. And you pocket it. Okay. I'm going to say, fine, have it your way, Davina. Grab my 33 gold, and then I want to sleight of hand to steal two gold from her. I feel like that's not going to go well. (laughs) Make a sleight of hand check, make a perception check. Both with disadvantage. This is really funny, because both of you are exhausted too. Two. I got a two. Disadvantage, so roll twice. 17. So 12 is my lower. What? Oh no! Plus my sleight of hand, which is plus six. <laughs> so you wanted to steal two gold? Yes. You steal two gold. Okay. Damn. So you, you walk away with 32, you walk away with 35. I am smirking, as she thinks she got the upper hand. I guess I leave unwittingly happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, I got 35 gold, yes? Yeah. Okay. I'll add that to my... Scale. 35, 33, and 32. So you guys have figured out the gold anxiety. Uh, in the meantime, Tara, what were you doing once you left? I went to go take a bath. Okay. So you left and you started heading southward. I like to think that my teeny tiny eensy beensy legs have only taken me 
so not far. far yeah. And they come out and they're like, she's over there. And they just yeah, see you, me waddling. You guys do see <laughs> waddling. You do see Tara immediately as you guys left. Davino with a smile on your face. Tucker with a secret smile on your face. You guys see Tara just kind of waddling in one direction. Uh, I'm going to skip towards her. I'm going to be like, wait up, girl. Where are you going? You stink. I'm going to take a bath. You're going to take a bath because I stink? No. Get away from me because you stink. But so do you. All the more reason to stay away. Where is the bathhouse? The nearest one is, I mean, you know the location of it. Yeah, Um, that's why I'm asking. To the south, there is the hibiscus flower. Okay. I'm going to walk up to the girls and tell them, I'm going to the hibiscus flower for a bath. You girls should probably go with. Once we bathe, we can meet this Lord Mel Shadow. I will go with. I'll be like, okay, let's go. Cool. So you guys kind of let... Tucker, take the lead, and Tucker, you start walking your group towards the hibiscus flower. As you guys walk, again, most of the muck has come off of you guys at this point. There's no more of the squishing noises. However, people's noses are definitely upturned as soon as you guys get close, and they kind of try to give you guys a clear path, which is not too bad in a crowded time like the middle of the day. As you guys continue to walk, you guys start to see the stores change from occasional armor uh, armor shops as well as just supplies to eventually more so stores, uh, more so kind of luxury places. Eventually, you guys finally arrive in front of the hibiscus flower, a gaudy red paper hibiscus flower has been folded and placed over the sign that says hibiscus flower. It is definitely not waterproof because it is kind of just moldy at this point, although you can only really notice upon like very close inspection. From a distance, it looks like a very uh, prime establishment. As you guys enter, you are hit with the smell of, as the name would suggest, hibiscus. And you see that there are a number of drow, as a matter of fact, kind of manning this place. The inside is... uh, lit a little bit with small candles here and there but there is not much lighting inside it is kept relatively dark and eventually a drow walks up to you with their purple skin and pointed ears and white hair you see that this person in particular has their white hair pulled into a neat little bun and they're wearing a purple tunic vest hello and welcome to the hibiscus flower how may i help you today do I recognize this person? You honestly have a bit of a hard time telling Drow apart. Hello. We would each like a bath. Wonderful. Separately? Ah, separately. I see. Thank you for explaining that distinction. A bath of three? Four three, rather. Is there any additives that you would like? Would you like additional flowers into the bath? Would you like aromas to be added? Would you like to have music, perhaps? Not today, sir. Thank you. And I reach into my pocket and grab three silver and reach them out to him. He kind of just puts his hand over yours and just kind of like swipes them away and pockets them. Wonderful. Please. He extends an arm and you see, um, you again, very, very vague shadowy details. The two of you can see much better than Tucker can. It's, there's just a hallway to the left, a hallway to the right. Um, but Tucker, you... Yeah, I'm just going to walk off and You've take done my this. Bath. You've done this before. Yeah, I'm going to let them I'm going to let them figure out how to You walk off after having given this drow his three silver. Uh, the drow turns to two of you. 
and for the two of you. How much are the extra flowers? Well, it depends on what kind of flowers you would like. Is there any particular herb that suits your fancy? Do you guys have mint? You would like a mint bath. Yeah. Mint leaves will cost you an extra silver per pound. I would like to think that Davina doesn't have a good idea of like how much is supposed to go into a bath. So I'm just gonna be like, can I just have one mint leaf, please? One pound or one? Just one. You see, he kind of just pauses. He kind of looks at you and just blinks a few times. One mint leaf. Yep. He puts a finger behind his ear and pulls out a mint leaf and hands it to you. <gasps> thank you, thank you. No problem. On the house. Thanks. That You're will so be so nice. Thank you. That will be three silver. Okay. I I reach in and I grab three silver and I hand it to him. Okay. You reach in, grab three silver, and hand it to him. Uh, he again swipes it and pockets it, and then he raises a hand and directs you to the right. And for you. I've been waiting for this my whole life. He just smiles. <laughs> Many people do. Okay, okay. Um, I want you to scrub the the top three layers off of my skin. I never want to be covered in soot again. Ah, you want a sponge bath. Ah, uh, yeah. And I also want you to braid my hair and make me smell good. Please. You see he kind of, his eyes kind of go up a little bit. It looks almost like he's like kind of trying to remember something and like calculating something. And eventually he just, of course, nods his head with his eyes closed. That would be an extra gold. So it would cost you a gold and three silver. I'm going to give him the money he requests. You hand him one gold and three silver. He kind of eagerly swipes it. And nine copper. Um, he kind of regards it briefly. And then swipes his hand over it. And you did also want hibiscus flowers, right? Yes, please! Of course. He uh, gestures behind him, and you see the door, like the wall opens up, and a third pathway is made. Please. I am going to skip delightfully <laughs> humming towards this wallway, and I'm going to be humming. I'm being very excited. I was very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, you skip off. As a matter of fact, the two of you both hear this opera voice just... Oh, I, I can't do the same, but... I think from my area, I'm just going to be like, wow, free music too? <laughs> Tucker is going to think someone rich is nearby and start like thinking like, ooh, should I meet them? His thief senses <laughs> start to tingle. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, how, how does a tortoise thief senses tingle? It's just like a little like feeling in the back of your head. Just like part of your skin starts to harden a little bit. Like, oh. that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you each go through your separate tunnels. And Tucker, you get there first. You come across a scene that you have come across before. There is several separate rooms from this main room. Again, candles line the entire way, basically. But there are essentially separate stalls. Um, where you can kind of slide a cloth thing closed, and then they had dug a bath into the ground. So you get to the last door, and you notice that it is unused. You shimmy your way inside, and you see a ground uh, spa made for you. And you kind of remove all of your excess stuff with you and jump in. 
Um, despite not having ordered hibiscus flowers, there are still some like on the walls and such as decorations, and there is kind of an omnipotent, ugh, omnipotent smell of it almost. Like it is in, it is just everywhere. Its presence felt everywhere in the bathhouse. But you are able to get a private bath, thankfully. So Davina, you go down the right hallway and then you hit a bend. You haven't been here before, but you've been to a bathhouse before. You see that there are separate rooms. You get into your own little separate room. You see the dugout spa in the ground um, as well. Um, somebody seems to have found it very funny to just sprinkle like a few mint leaves in there. Like there's like three in there, um, but it, it's nice. Um, you undress, you go in and get your soak in. And for Tara, Miss Blowing Gold as soon as she gets it. You go down the middle tunnel and you you start to hear music as you walk, kind of like somebody is playing a harp in the distance. Mm-hmm. You hear, uh, you smell kind of wafts of different perfumes and aromas, a lot of like fruitiness, but also like some, some more sharp smells, citrus, until you eventually come into a larger room. Now, this larger room you see it does have other clients here currently, although it is a large enough room to it seems where a lot of the clients kind of have their own little corners and such. There, There is a massive spa in this room, and again, there are other patrons currently using it, but it is large enough to even with the extra people, they're all kind of in their own corners. Um, you also see that there is a drow in the corner who <laughs> is standing next to a very large bed that seems to be covered in some kind of material. Um, he also has sponges with him and scrubs. And he kind of sees you walk in and he nods to you and he motions to the bed. And yeah, you see in this massive spa, there are um, a shit ton of herbs just all over the place. Herbs, um, just flowers all over the place. It is a melting cauldron of a bunch of different scents, but they somehow coalesce into a pretty pleasant one. I am going to begin to dance into this room, swaying from side to side, humming and approaching this bed and this man with these sponges. I am delighted. You make your way over to the drow. Um, He kind of nods to you and very professionally kind of steps back and with his arms gestures for you to get onto the bed. I gladly get onto the bed but get onto the- i don't know how to lie down on the bed so i awkwardly uh hop up and sit on it swaying my feet like a young child he without missing a beat just comes from behind and starts to like scrub your back <laughs> and eventually after having given you a full body scrub he gets some kind of weird white liquid and rubs it together into your hair it smells very pleasant and he kind of just scrubs your hair and you feel dirt granules just leaving your scalp. I am living vicariously through this session. <laughs> <laughs> we can go to like a bath. <laughs> I want to go to a spa. We can go to a Korean day spa one of these times, okay? That's we probably can't record from there, but we can go to <laughs> um, but He scrubs your scalp with his hands and you, you feel he... he for some reason, has longer nails slightly, so they, when he when he scratches your scalp, you can feel like the 
the, the nails digging into your scalp and really just removing a lot of that excess grime that has or always been there, but has gotten worse with the humidity of the sewers. Eventually, after a while, he has finished kind of doing you up, and you're welcome to enjoy the spa. I'm gonna go soak. You go and soak. Um, would you? Are you kind of just in your own world here? Or are you looking at it, everybody else that's here? I yes, no. I am completely uh, in my own little world. I am enchanted by the situation. This is this is living out my wildest dreams from underground. Wonderful. As you relax with i'm imagining you found cucumbers or something and maybe inside of the spa mint leaves mint leaves <laughs> and put them over your eyes ironic you hear a voice next to you or rather you feel the water as someone approaches you and then you hear someone speak ah it's been a while since i've seen a dwarf can i roll to see if i recognize the smell of this person whether that be race species, or individual? I will only say no because of the fact that you are all in a spa right now. And I just finished describing... Yeah, (laughs) I just finished describing how many herbs and shit was in the stew. So can I smell this person at all? No. No, I can't smell this person. I mean, you can't even really smell yourself anymore. Do I recognize their voice? Nope. I don't recognize their voice. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna remove the leaves from my eyes um, and look... Probably up at this person. What do I see? You remove your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Tara, I didn't know that the the undercity dwellers could remove their eyes. That's quite an ability you have. Uh, (laughs) Too many mimosas. Too many mimosas. I'm going to take them out and I'm going to dip them in the pool. I'm going to rinse them off. Just like that guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just gonna take it off. Just rubbing it off on your shirt to dry it when you're done. I'm rubbing it off on his shirt to dry it when I'm done. You remove. No, it's really not. Please, God, no. You you remove the mint leaves, motherfuckers. You remove the mint leaves, and in front of you is a... I mean, she's fully nude, but is a elven folk of some kind. You see she has the very, very fair, almost drawn-back features with the pointy ears. You see uh, blonde hair that probably is really long, but has been like done in an updo in a very, very formal kind of way. You see a few pins poked into it, as a matter of fact, to hold its shape. And you see that she is kind of smiling at you currently. Ah, there she is. How do you like the bath? Do I know you? I don't believe that we've had the pleasure of meeting quite yet. Tara's going to squint her eyes. She has been under the illusion that this place was safe and that she would only have the services to her. But now that someone has approached her, she suddenly feels like this is no longer a place of bliss and happiness, but another political institution. Mm. She, after you just, while you just stare at her, you see her smile grows. Lady Hartthorn, at your service. You do recognize that even though you guys are both in the bath, she is still wearing, like, some some bracelets. I'm going to continue to squint and nod slightly. 
acknowledging that she has given me her name. And then I'm going to look left to right and say, Tara. Any last name with that, or...? That depends. What do you want? Well, I was just marveling. It's been so long since I've seen a dwarf out of the depths, especially at a at a bathhouse, of all places. If you've come to admire me, give me coin and go. So blunt, just like the rest of your people that I've met. Oh, you're so... Ah, it, it truly warms my heart to feel the, the bluntness of dwarves again. That's because we can smell the shit. Oh, and the fascination with shit. Ah, this is so great. It's been so long. This has truly been such a pleasure. Have you been to the depths? What do you What do you know of my people? Well, you know, my my husband deals a little bit with materials and such, and procuring those materials and buying those and selling those. It it it, it comes here and there that I've. I haven't personally been to the depths, although I've heard stories. Tell me of your husband. What does he... What kind of materials does he transport out of the depths? Oh, primarily iron ores. The rare ones as well, when you are able to find them. A rich man. I wouldn't say a rich. We're no royal family, after all. We're just simple nobles, really. So tell me, simple noble, have you come to admire my bravery for climbing out of a shithole? Or are you here for something else? You know, I always thought it was such an absolute pity that you all had to stay underground in the depths like that. It's truly such... You see, she leans in a little bit. It's truly such a barbaric culture that you grew up in. It's truly a shame, you know? I'm so... She puts a hand on your shoulder. I'm so very proud of you for leaving that situation. I really wish that more of your kind were as intelligent as you were. Racist! <laughs> I'd like to roll to steal a body jewelry, please. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's a little bit steamy in here, I'll say. Go, go ahead and give me a, a sleight of hand check. Seven... Oh, seven? Seven, wait. Nine. I will humorless and not use her passive perception, because that would be an auto-fail, um, and I will roll to see if she manages to beat that. You are able to... So what are you going for specifically? She has uh, several bracelets. I would love to take one bracelet off of the hand that is around my shoulder. So are you like kind of sneaking your hand behind your head almost and me like patting her hand or, you know, putting your hand on it basically and, oh, thank you. Because her hand is so big, there's no way that it's not like yeah. here. So I want to just take it off as it is on my body. Okay. Where is here? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, since I assume her reach is longer than mine, I assume that we are both facing in the same direction. Therefore, her hand would be coming around the... Uh, shoulder that is furthest from her and I want to like sneakily use my my arm to to reach up to that hand and take off a bracelet. Okay, yeah, I rolled lower. Uh, you are able to kind of sneak it off. Where are you hiding it? <laughs> Just under the water or? I'm, yeah, no, I'm going to put it between my toes under the I, I'm small. Can I yeah. put it on my ankle? Yeah, you can. I'm going to put it on my ankle under the water. You kind of just nonchalantly just like, oh, my ankle is itchy. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Slip it on. Okay, yeah, you're able to do that. Um, she kind of just continues holding eye contact. It really, really warms my heart to see someone like you out of the depths. 
You claim my intelligence is more than that of my people. And for that, I... I'm going to pause. It occurs to me as a character that I have to decide whether or not I'm going to take offense to what she has just said. Hmm. Or take... Pride? Take pride and or trust her enough to be like, I need information from you because I don't understand this world. And I think I'm going to choose the latter in which I'm like, I am better than my people, which Mm. is, you know, internalized racism against dwarves. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, mean, you did leave the place because you said it shit, everything shit, the walls are shit, like. Ah, yeah, so, and then, you know, they're, they're, they're. They're content with that life, and I could never be. So, yeah, no, I think I am going to ask her, are you able to lend me your wisdom? Anything for someone so brave like yourself. And she, now from the hand that was on your shoulder, she gingerly cups your cheek. I'm going to wince, but I'm going to try to keep my composure. She definitely notices the wince. I am not used to affection at all, so Mm. this is totally foreign to me. And after I have now stolen from her, I feel very uncomfortable with the idea that she's touching me. Um, That being said, I am going to uh, haphazardly smile and say, What do you know of Lord Melshadow? Her happy face kind of drops a little bit. Now, why do you know about Lord Melshadow? I believe you agreed to lend me your wisdom. I did, I did, but I'm allowed to at least ask a few questions, too. Fair. You've only recently crawled up from the depths, correct? I haven't seen you around this bathhouse before. No, this is my first bath. Oh. Tell me, um, is he a, uh, dangerous man? Dangerous is not the word that I would use to describe any of us nobles. We are all in the mind of making coin and making it so that our future generations can prosper. Is that so wrong to want one's own kind to continue to prosper and grow? Tara's eye is going to twitch. Your eye twitched. Um, Tara's eye is going to twitch. She is fighting, fighting her offense so difficultly. Difficultly? Wow. Difficultly. I'm doing well <laughs> if you're if you're starting to trip up on words. To be fair, I am sharing in mm. several uh Partaking in the marijuana's. I was gonna say sharing in several joys of the planet. <laughs> but um Alright, so <laughs> My eye is going to twitch vigorously, and I am vigorously fighting those offenses that she has created against me. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you perhaps allergic to anything in this this bath? Do you know what an allergy is, sweetie? I'm going to completely ignore her questions, and I am going to ask, How did Lord Melshadow become a noble? Like the rest of the nobles. He was born into it. It's passed down. He's from a merchant family just like I am. A merchant family. Where is this merchant family selling merchandise? Well, Lord Melshadow owns a decent amount of land and also has the necessary licenses with the town hall and the treasury and collections to 
well, to, to be our primary importer in the north of lumber. That is what his family's wealth is built off of, is lumber. Granted, we are at, of course, the hibiscus flower, which isn't made of wood. But, young dwarf, if you see those buildings around that are made of that brown material, you may not have seen it much in the depths, I know. But that is wood. Wood is from trees, these creatures, these these plants that grow from the ground. And these grown men, they chop. <laughs> Oh my goodness, are you alright? You see, she kind of dusts off your shoulder. Are you alright? A lingering cough from the depths, perhaps. We do have clerics up here that can help you with that. Tara is gritting her teeth and clenching her jaw and her fists in the water now. And she is trying to see whether or not this is worth the anger she's experiencing. I would like to know, is there any way for me to signal either of my companions? This is a separate room, entirely. May I cast Detect Thoughts? Ooh. I hadn't thought about that. I wonder if this is going to bite me in the ass. And I thought that when we went to a bathhouse, it was going to be a two-minute thing, and then we'd go to the manor. (laughs) For the duration, you can read the thoughts of certain creatures when you cast the spell and as your action on each turn until the spell ends, you can focus your mind on any one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. If the creature you choose has an intelligence of 3 or lower or doesn't speak any language, the creature is unaffected. You initially learn the surface thoughts of the creature, what is most on its mind in that moment. As an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the uh, same creature's mind. If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, you gain insight into its reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind. If it succeeds, the spell ends. Either way, the target knows that you're probing its mind... And unless you shift your attention to another creature's thoughts, the creature can use its action. Okay, so are you going just for surface level, or are you trying to probe? I'm going to go for surface level, but I want to try an interesting technique. I would like to do one-word associations in which I mention a word and listen to the first thought that pops into their head. Okay, this will be fun. Uh, You are able to cast it on her, yeah. So mark off your second level spell slot. Uh, In terms of surface level thoughts that you can hear... Uh, a lot of like, ah, oh, this poor little dwarf girl. Oh, her poor people. Oh, so many have died over time. Oh. So the first thing I'm going to say, she, so she does not know that I can read her thoughts at this moment? Nope. Until you try to probe deeper, she's not going to know. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say is, Lord Melshadow? And then I'm going to pause as if thinking about how to ask this question. And I'm listening <clears throat> for the first thought. Oh, that hot hunk from when I was younger. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to say... Does he have any business dealings in... Listening. Blank thoughts. She isn't... She's waiting. Hey, Hey, uh, <laughs> In her brain, she quickly thinks for a moment, Where was Heiru again? Was it like to the west? To the east? It goes to the west, and you see she's like actually just kind of like hanging on your word, like, Heiru, I don't believe so. What kind of creatures are in Heiru? Goblins. Just goblins? Goblins and goblin kind. And other monsters as well. 
you know where goblins come from. She kind of shrugs. I personally have never seen one. I'm going to roll my eyes. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to turn my head away as to stretch my neck, but then I'm going to roll my eyes. Um, and I'm going to say this spell. I'm going to think to myself that this spell was fucking useless. Um, okay. Can I, can I phone a friend or do I just have to keep making decisions in this? You are alone. I'm alone, so I'm not allowed to speak to my companions as they sit in front of me. Nope. We aren't here. We are not present. We are not here. Uh, so alone. Alright, I am no then going to ask her, what dangers does this city face? Listening for the first thought. The first thought in her brain? Yes. Dwarves. I... But she kind of just actually just kind of seems to take a moment and eyes you. Little dwarf, you just only recently got out of the depths. Why are you concerning yourselves with such complicated matters? The world is at peace. We are friends with all of our neighboring kingdoms. No issues have happened. No war has broken out. What kind of issues could there possibly be? I am going to stand up get out of this bath, and walk away. I'm going to walk towards... Do I see the dark elf who bathed me? As you turn to walk away, she grabs your wrist. Whoa, 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 whoa. I apologize. I see that what I said may have offended you, and I apologize greatly that I have offended you. Please understand that on the surface, we we consider issues a little bit differently, you see? And, well, I don't want our first meeting of many to end on such a negative note. I am going to use my thinking to say, of many, and then listen very carefully. When you say, of many... The surface thought you hear is, this girl could be useful. Yes, of many, of many and many and many. You need friends up here on the surface. And it's hard to make friends. It's hard to make the right friends, you see. And look, as a show of faith, you see she kind of rubs her wrist and kind of, she rubs her wrist and kind of stares at it for a moment and then shrugs. Oh, guess I left that somewhere. Uh, she kind of pulls off one of her bracelets and she hands it to you for your safekeeping so that when we meet again, I can tell you what it is. Now, I'm sure you have many little dwarf things to go and do, and I don't want to keep you from them. But please remember my name. And if we ever meet again or if you're in need of any help, the Hartthorn family will provide. Okay. And she and she lets go of your wrist. I am going to... Did, what, how did she... She placed it in my hand that she was grabbing? Mm -hmm. Okay. I am going to turn to look at what she has put in my hand. Look at her. Kind of smile and nod. And then as I turn to go when I'm stepping out of the pool, I'm going to use the hand that's holding the bracelet to take the other bracelet off my foot and put them in the same hand together. So you're making it look like she gave you two? Yes. Uh, I won't make you do a sleight of hand check on that one. Okay. 
doing that, walking out of the pool, I want to go to the dark elf who bathed me. You, you, you can't see him. You go up to him. He hasn't had a new client yet. He just kind of nods to you. May I bend your ear? Of course. And he kind of just leans down. I want to listen to his thoughts about me. Oh, are you switching to him? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, you see he leans down and kind of get. he puts his ear next to your mouth. Um, in terms of thoughts that you're think that he's thinking, good God, when are we finally going to go home today? Today's been such a long day. It makes me wish that someone had truly killed me when I was younger. Perhaps I should have gone and done farm work instead. I need information from you. Oh, I'm sorry. Information. I need you to take me to a private. He kind of thinks for a sec, and in your in his thoughts, you hear "private room." Isn't this one a little bit young to be asking strange things? Pays pay, I suppose. And he kind of just kind of shrugs and nods to you and points to another uh, another wall, and you see a hallway open up, and he walks off. I'm going to follow him. And as he reaches to open any door or whatever, in his other hand, I'm going to slip him a silver. Okay, you slip him a silver and he closes it and he thinks in his head, Very young. I should probably not... Okay, this is getting kind of uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, he brings you to Wait, like a separate hold room. hold on. I'm out of silver. What are you going to slip him? Let's slip him 40 copper. <laughs> that's, that's four silver. You multiply. Also, it. also ten, ten copper. I'm gonna slip him ten copper. Also, before you slip him anything, you do realize that your belongings. Were you? Did you grab your belongings before leaving the main room? I'm supposing. I'm gonna slip him one of the bracelets. Oh. So you didn't. You just left your belongings in that room. No, I'm pretty sure I left them with wherever I stripped off my clothes. Yeah. So yeah, they're in the big room. Yeah. The other okay, that's fine. Um, you hand him a bracelet. He his thoughts turn to confusion, but he just—I've been tipped worse, I suppose. Um, and you guys enter another room. And what was so urgent? This isn't that kind of bathhouse. I understand. Oh. I'm not here for your other services. Ah. I need to know why I've experienced so much turmoil after coming up from the depths. I know not of this world, and. The woman I was just speaking to has proven to me that it is unkind to my people. Ah, right. You are a dwarf, I suppose. And apparently that's... Quite a terrible thing. ...to be pitied. I assure you that the hibiscus flower does not share in the opinions of our clientele. Tell me about your clientele. Who is Miss Hartthorne? Lady Hartthorne is a noble, and she visits fairly often. Listening. Uh, (laughs) He's trying to not mention in his brain about how she is one of the ones to ask for those extra favors. Mm. Yeah, yeet! Sorry, that was loud. It's fine, it's fine. (laughs) I... And just to clarify, nothing. She only visits occasionally. She's a very kind woman. She has some, 
Well, she's she's a patron of. What do you know of her husband? Her husband. Listening. Uh, he immediately thinks, ah, the Lord Hartthorn, that guy. Okay. Um, and he kind of just pauses. Perhaps you would be better off going to them and asking directly, or. What do you know of Lord Melshadow? Lord Melshadow. Listening. Doesn't know who that is. <laughs> I. <laughs> I have no idea who he is, but perhaps if you visited in two days, he might be here. I'm not getting a lot of information out of the local staff. No. I'm going to stop questioning them. I'm going to take this hint, Master. DM, sir. Oh, jeez. I... And, yeah, I got the hint. I couldn't buy anything either. Thank you. You had eight silver! (laughs) I am going to use this opportunity to figure out how and where my friends are. So I'm going to ask him, does anyone at this bathhouse have negative intentions towards me or my posse? I don't believe so unless, uh, and in his thoughts you hear, who are these nobodies to where they think they have people after them? People are so paranoid now. They should be in their separate rooms, I'd imagine. Did they come with you? Are they in the main room? I'm going to listen to if he knows where they are specifically. He does not know where they are specifically. (laughs) Tell you what. I appreciate you helping us so greatly that I have given you this money for this little bit of information about the world. Much of which wasn't very helpful. I apologize for that and please let... I want to let you know that this does not reflect on how hibiscus flower is in general. How about we even the score, huh? I could use some new clothes. Did I give you enough to uh, help me on that matter? New clothing. I am but size of a human child. Shouldn't be hard to acquiesce. You see he kind of squints at you a little bit, which is the first time you've seen him make like a non-neutral expression. Are you possibly speaking about the bathrobes that we sell? I am in a precarious line of work. Ah. And I need clothing that will protect me from the people who may want to harm me. And I'm asking you to go get it for me. And then I'm going to give him another 10 copper. He doesn't take the coin this time. You like extend it to him and he just kind of looks at it. Ma'am, I believe what you are trying to refer to is an armory. As a reminder that you should have known about when you walked into our establishment, this is the lovely hibiscus flower of the north. I'm asking you to get me some pants. I can't leave this establishment in what I came in. You're talking, I, I just want some, like, so, uh, 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 y'all don't have leather pants? Leather pants? It's pants that will protect me from the sun, from the cold. Pants that will protect me from someone punching me in the thigh. I don't believe we can help with the last bit, but clothing we do have. Or we can get. Would you like some clothing, miss? Yes, please. And if you can find anything at all of a sturdy material, I'm not asking for steel. I'm just asking for some dried hide. <laughs> you do realize that costs like several gold to purchase from a leather worker, and we are not a leather store. I'm going to slip him 
three gold. I'm going to put the ten <sighs> copper that I tried to put him, put in his hands earlier, back into my sack of gold. You could just ask him how much he needs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want him to do it and, and not tell anyone about this interaction because he's in pride. He looks at it. He looks back to you. Then he looks back at three gold. I truly wish that I was not bound by company policy and could simply just take this from you and pretend to go and get you something as you said, sturdy. However, the cheapest, and I do mean the cheapest, armor that could cover your pint-sized dwarven ass would cost ten gold at the very least. So I don't know what strange conceptions you have in the depths, apparently, about drow in our creation of magical armor, apparently, when we literally are working in a bathhouse, and I want to go home and get off my shift in about an hour. I'm going to ignore him and take seven gold out of the purse and put seven more gold in his hand, and then look up at him and say, I expect this to be kept confidential. <laughs> I am not an errand boy. I'm going to take all of my gold out of his hand and walk out of the room butt-ass naked. <laughs> this is becoming Tara's call sign. She goes in, talks to someone, asks them for something that she cannot afford, and when she finds out that she can't afford it, she just leaves without saying anything. That's what we do! She feels very akin to an Asian parent. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like it'll be really beautiful when she finally does get to afford something. Oh, that's that's true in life. Okay, okay, can I just explain something real quick? Sure. You gave this person the exact amount that it costs at market value without being ripped off for a... <laughs> that's like that's not even like what pennies. he makes on his shift. How am I supposed to know what the wage flavor is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't pick words. Was it the bracelet or the copper? She gave him copper. Oh no, she gave him the bracelet. Oh, I thought right? you talked about giving yeah. the bracelet and instead gave the copper. Oh, no, I gave him the copper. No, no, you copper? gave him the bracelet. Oh, you I gave him one of the bracelets. Because <laughs> you at first were like, I dropped him 40 copper. Wait, and I was oh like, my Ow. God. Wait, hold on. I think I've been going about this all wrong. I'm pretty sure you were like, where did you leave it? And I was like, oh, I oh, left it in the other that's room. That's true. You don't and even have I your coin on you. But then this whole, so then this whole interaction couldn't have happened. We'll say that you have, you, okay. <laughs> we'll say. Oh no, let's just go back. We'll say, oh, we'll no, say that, we'll say that Tara's ass, who had only recently started accruing wealth at all, managed to sneak it into like something we'll say they gave you like a little tiny little purse almost okay that you're supposed to return at the end okay. <laughs> so here they're like hey here's a little purse for your, your for your shit and i'm like <laughs> yes 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 absolutely okay so that being said i have now taken all of my coin <laughs> I'm going to walk, butt-ass naked, out of this establishment, into the street, and to the leather worker, with my coins. <laughs>
I want to break the social conventions of this world. I thought I was going to be the this disturbed one. <laughs> I know not of what they do down here. Dwarfs can be naked. As you grab your shit and run butt naked through the reception area, there is a couple that goes, <gasps> my word. Um, you do see Davina and Tucker sitting like at the reception area waiting for you. You see Tucker's shell looks so much more like actually green instead of brown. You see Davina has kept several mint leaves and has decorated her hair with them, so it looks like foliage. And the two of you see Tara run butt-ass naked out of a middle room with the drow elves just kind of being like, Excuse me, ma'am. My jaw, Tucker's jaw, is just dropping right now. The fact that Tara would run out butt-ass naked in the middle of this establishment is so embarrassing. I don't even want... I don't want anyone to realize that she's affiliated with me right you, now. You do have your stuff with you, at least, by the way. You did grab your shit. You yeah. just left your clothes. You were like, dang, girl, you're running in your birthday suit? I am going to hastily say, you guys wouldn't buy me clothes, so... And I'm going to run out the front door. Wait, what are we wearing, Tucker and I? Just your normal clothes. They were cleaned. Oh. <laughs> I will not leave this establishment. I will not leave this establishment in the garbs that I came out of the deck. No, that, that is fair. It's just they do clean your clothes. That's well, actually nice. Butt-ass naked, because I'm not wearing more so butt-ass naked. You leave butt-ass naked. <laughs> um, what do the two of you do? I'm going to sit there and act like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to follow after her. I'm going to ask, wait, where are you going? I'm going to slowly get up and just keep my distance so I can track them. You leave as well, um, and you track the two of them outside. Davina, you run and catch up with Tara, who's already causing a bit of a scene in the street as people are just, like, kind of gasping and walking away. You see, like, mothers putting uh, hands over their, like, son's eyes and shit, and... I like to think of it as it's equivalent, because I'm so small, it's like... A child. The, yeah, not only is it like a child, but it's like a child running at full speed like a baby penguin, like waddling down the road, and people being like, what is it doing? But it's like, anyway, um, how fast can I get to the leather worker, and can I get there before Davina gets to me? <laughs> she actually runs faster than you because you're short. Sad. So she is able to get to you before uh, you're able to get there, and Tucker is actually not far behind. I need some clothes. Oh, sure, but why are you going to an armor for that? Because people seem to not like me. The armor isn't cute. That's why I fashioned my armor into this crop top. It's so in right now. Isn't it nice? Cute. 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 I'm gonna try to like zigzag and fake her out and then run a little faster. Both of you guys give me athletics checks. Or I'll say athletics or acrobatics. Tucker, you don't need to roll. You are you are far enough behind. You're just gonna follow them like normal. Eight and nine. Wait, so mine is uh I got a nine, so nine minus one, eight. <laughs> 
Ooh. Davini, you don't slip because it is like the pseudo nice district out here, but um, you do end up falling behind uh, Terra a little bit. I'm just gonna be like, wait, wait for me! And <laughs> then just like skip after her. Uh, Terra, you arrive at the leather worker from before. I am going to go up to him and say, hey! Ah! Ah! You're naked. You know me. I. I do now, and you are naked. So, how much for me to get some clothes of a sturdy material that will protect me from harm? But, you know, like, leather stuff. I only have armor. I don't have clothing. Do you know the guy? The woman? The per- person? Do you know that person? You just need, like, sh- a sh- you seem like you need everything, so... Yes, yes, I will. I, I can give you whatever you need. You're the only person who hasn't judged me today, despite me having... Well, I'm judging you right now because you arrived at my store nude. I am not accustomed. Is this a problem? Very much so, but you have coin, and coin can be spent. What kind of armor would you like? I'm giving you creative freedom. Hmm. Creative freedom. Um, well, you don't seem like much of a fighter, but you're asking for armor, which tells me that you perhaps need it. Perhaps I can see to make sure whether or not I actually have something light enough for you. What's your budget? I am here for the best protection, not for the least amount of coin. Well, earlier you seemed to balk a little bit at the cost of 400, or rather 700, can I be assured that I can trust you not to take my coin for the sake of it? Are you young? You seem young, and you seem concerned, and you are asking for armor, and now you are showing up at my shop nude, which tells me that you have some sort of trouble in your life. Don't tell me I don't particularly want to become involved, but no, I won't scam you if that's what you're asking. I have my own daughter, and I'm sure you have your father as well. So what is your budget? I have 32 gold, 80 copper, and a decent gold bracelet in my pocket. You have a gold bracelet. Would you mind if I looked at it? I don't know much about metals, but... I'm going to hold it out to him. You hold it out, it's not gold. Uh, What is it? Some kind of green stone. Is it more expensive than gold? That sounds more expensive than gold. He looks at it. I don't recognize this. I'm going to put it away. Then I'm going to show him my little baggie of coins. The 33? Yeah. 32.80. He kind of looks at you and then looks at the coins. And you also wanted an outfit? Please. Um, He kind of just sighs this long, forlorn sigh. Normally... Costs ten gold, but like I mentioned earlier, I have my own daughter, and again, you're coming here without parents or clothes, which vexes me as much as it concerns me. But again, I know better to young than to ask a young woman what is going on in her life. I'll give you some hide armor for eight. I have a spare set of clothes in the back. I think you might actually fit in my daughter's clothing. She won't... She can't really care much about it at this point. So, 
If I give you those, will you be on your way? Yes, sir. And please take care of yourself, but never come back here. Yes, sir. He, you see him go up and like kind of examine a few um, of the drying hides of uh, of armor, and then just kind of shakes his head like he's disapproving. Disappro- uh, he's disapproving of them. He goes to the back and disappears for about like twenty seconds, and he comes back with kind of a a, a hide, um, like almost like a like a cloak of sorts, which is a little bit more form fitting. And he walks over to you and just chucks it at you. There. That should help more than what you've got. I'm going to put it on as fast as possible. You put it on. It feels snug. And then he just kind of stares at you. Let me go get the clothes. You might as well be clothed and put the armor over, right? Uh, That's how we do it on the surface. I don't know... What particularly goes on in the depths, I'm going to be honest, but we typically put our clothes underneath our armor. Interesting. He shakes his head and then kind of walks back. And it takes him a little bit longer this time, but eventually he comes back out with some clothing. It's not like great material or anything, but it's like a a small blouse Mm -hmm. as well as like some very, very small like shorts and like some boots. And he kind of just, look, here. All right, just, again, I don't know what exactly you're going through. I don't need your life story. Just please give me the eight, co- the eight gold, get out of my sight, and take care of yourself. And we'll never speak of this again. I'm going to put eight gold on the counter as fast as possible. Take the armor off, put the clothes on, put the armor over, fasten the boots, and run out of the store. At this point, Davina enters right as you are running out. I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna wave to the armor. I'm just be like, hi, um, my friend just left, so I'm just gonna follow her, okay? He seems to have a slight migraine at this, as a, at another small girl entering his shop. Okay, alright. And I'm just gonna head back out. Okay, you head back out. At this point, um, as they're both leaving Tucker, you see them exiting. Do I have an opportunity to make eye contact with Tara? Yeah. Do I notice a place nearby where we could talk privately? There are several little alleyways, essentially. Okay. If I can make eye contact with her, I'm going to look at her, nod towards an alleyway, and then walk into it. Tara, you see Tucker nod at an alleyway and nod to you. Do I know what he's talking about? No. This is not a deaths thing. You have no idea what the fuck he's doing. He's just nodding twice. Can I roll? No, no, no. I nodded towards the alley. Like, I looked at, like... Okay, yeah, I'll say say that you got it, then. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was gonna be like, do I have to roll to figure out if I understood what he said? I did, like, a head tilt thing towards the alley. I see, Like, gesture towards it. And then walked into it. I see, okay. I see, so I understood. Okay. That being said, I am going to follow him into the alley. Okay. Davina, you see Tucker and Terry start heading towards an alleyway. I'm gonna follow. Okay, you guys will follow and congregate in this alleyway. There's still, like, there's a drunkard just passed out, um, as well as a few, like, random others just walking around, but they, they seem to be kind of engrossed in their own behavior and actions. What are you guys doing? Tara, what are you doing making a scene here? The only scene... I am making. It's proving 
all these people that their stereotypes are worth keeping. I don't care what these people think. I'm gonna be like, preach, get it girl? Oh my god, you are so strong and brave. I just, I admire to be like you. I am so over these two girls. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, are you ready to go meet the Lord? Yes, I am. I have cleansed myself of the soot that has held me for many years. And um, shown these people how much their uh, ignorance is purchased. Okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we will end our episode for you maniacs, you absolute maniacs. I bet you guys thought that the bathhouse was going to be a simple affair. But no, it was me, your dungeon master. Nothing is simple. Everything is insane. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I'm sad. Davina, you didn't get to threaten someone to turn them into an angel this episode. I don't know, that's really unfortunate, but every episode that is to come, there's always an opportunity, right? Jesus H. Christ. Um, anybody have any comments before we end? I, uh, I love the extra touch with the extra leaves around my bath. I for sure took those and made good use out of it. Of course you did. I, uh, I hope I'm pretty now. I don't know if pretty is the right... You are exfoliated. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long Tucker can handle these two for. <laughs> <laughs> he is so fed up. <laughs> well, you got to steal some gold off of them already. That is true. They are gullible. All right. <laughs> and with all of that said, we will end here. Thank you guys so much for joining us at the After Hours Adventurers podcast. Be sure to join us next week, Tuesday, when we see, again, the repercussions of the actions of our adventurers in which they finally get to meet. Lord Melshadow, who has been revealed thus far. Kind of. I don't know. Detect thoughts. Powerful spell. This has been Eugene. Goodbye! Bye!